Are the Tampa Bay Rays what the Boston Red Sox should strive to be? I never thought I'd hear those words come out of my own mouth, but it appears that that could be the case as the Rays took two of three from the Red Sox at the Trop this week. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, for free, straight to your favorite podcast platform. And speaking of free, Sirius XM also has you covered for the home broadcast of every Red Sox game, just search SiriusXM on the App Store, download the app, and search Red Sox there, and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your phone so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. And trust me, if you're me, this is great news because no matter how badly the team's playing, if you are a diehard fan and don't want to miss games, this is the chance for you to not do so. So download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and they have you covered for the home broadcast of every game. I just have to start today's episode off with some personal news. It's been buzzing around social media a little bit, if you have seen it, but I am engaged. It's so exciting. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the beautiful ring on my screen. I am so excited. I feel absolutely blessed. I finally found somebody who really makes me feel so complete. And I absolutely can't wait to start planning a wedding. So if you've been through the wedding planning process, please reach out to me either in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or on social media if you're listening to this on another podcast platform and give me some advice as to where to start because it's definitely a bit overwhelming, but I so appreciate all the support I've gotten on social media. And it was requested that I, you know, share this news. So I'm so elated by it. So happy. Can't wait to start planning a wedding with the love of my life. It feels so good. What I can wait for, though, is the Red Sox next game. I mean, I didn't expect them to beat the Rays, but come on. They looked so good in game one of the series. I should have just known, but I get into this habit constantly where this team gives me hope just to send it back down. And the expectations for this season were never for the Red Sox to be a playoff team. You know, I predicted them to be around 85 wins, but missed the playoffs. It looks like it's going to be less than 85 wins at this point. But obviously there's a lot to be excited about with the future. But I mean, the offense was the issue in Wednesday night's game. And, you know, Tyler Glasnow is a great pitcher. He absolutely mowed down the Red Sox offense in the game. He got through six innings only giving up three hits and one run, and struck out 14 hitters. The Red Sox offense in the entire game 
just really could not feel him out and could not get a sense of what he was going to throw. And everybody just looked completely lost at the plate for the majority of the game. The only run scored by the Red Sox was in the top of the third inning when Connor Wong hit a triple, which scored Emmanuel Valdez, who had singled prior to that. And other than that, the offense was radio silent. I mean, come on. It's something every single night. And when it comes to the Red Sox offense, they can explode at any time. But then we've also seen them be completely dead, like they were in this case on Wednesday night. Um, the Red Sox are just simply not as good as the Tampa Bay Rays. We saw it in this series. And as weird as it is to say, maybe the Tampa Bay Rays are what the Red Sox should strive to be, at least for the short term. Because the Rays have done a great job of capitalizing on their own players' talent and finding those random diamonds in the rough that end up excelling within their organization. So if I'm the Red Sox, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Rays and I'm saying, hey, maybe we should be like that because they have these special talents that are able to make things happen. And I'm looking at, you know, players like Brandy or Rosarena, Pinto, Tyler Glasnow. I mean, come on. These are players who, if they weren't a Tampa Bay Ray, would they be as successful right now as they are? I'm guessing probably not. And yes, to an extent, you can look at Wednesday's game and say, this was all Tyler Glasnow just being an unbelievable pitcher, which, yes, he pitched basically a shutout game. He was very on top of it. The Red Sox only left five runners on base. I say only because, I mean, compared to what they've been stranding and they're capable of stranding more than 10 runners on base in a game, five really doesn't seem that bad. But they went over eight with runners in scoring position. And that is a direct correlation of the pitching that they were facing and just truly how good Glasnow is. And I'm looking right back at Tuesday night's game when they had an opportunity to win. And that's when they needed to win the series because you can't really rely on winning a game when Tyler Glasnow is pitching as well as he is when the Red Sox offense has just been super flaky and up and down. I mean, do you have that friend that constantly wants to make plans and then when they do they feel like they're not fully committed and you get the vibe that they're not totally interested or you feel like they might bail at the last minute that's how I feel about the Red Sox offense like they'll commit and when they commit and they make plans in, you know, I'm saying this in hypothetical terms, plans, and they go off on offense, it feels great. But then they'll do the bailing and they'll just completely shut down as an offensive unit. And I was just hoping to see more from the offense overall on Wednesday night. Am I concerned about the offense? Absolutely not. I mean, it's one of the best assets of this team this year. Adam Duvall had a very rough series 
I don't think he likes hitting at the drop. Not that it's a great place to play baseball in general, but the Red Sox have just been absolutely owned by the Rays this year. And it's irritating to say the least, but simply speaking, Tampa Bay is just a better team. And the Red Sox should strive to be like them in the fact that they've been able to develop some good players in the system, particularly pitching. The Red Sox need to go out and get some pitching in this offseason for sure, but they also need to focus on stacking the farm system with more pitching because they just do not have enough of that. And everything about Wednesday night's game just screamed the Rays are a better team. They know how to play small ball well. They can steal bases. They can make plays happen that teams wouldn't normally make, like even, you know, bunts, for example. They'll do the squeeze bunt move or they'll, um, you know, try to field a ball and make the smart play in so many different situations. And the Red Sox just haven't done that. And it really feels like from a baseball IQ standpoint, the Rays are just a step ahead of the Red Sox. And that's just simply what it is. It's disappointing, but that's what I got out of Wednesday night's game is a Rays team that knew how to do the little things very, very well. And they're not the most outstanding team in the world. They are not the most talented. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Braves. But they know how to excel at the little things. And the Red Sox just couldn't do that. So in the short term, the Red Sox should strive to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe just spending more money than them. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Mauricio Jovera. I mean, the guy deserves some credit for his outing on Wednesday night and what he did. So that's all coming up next. Do you ever need car parts and are looking for the right fit for you? eBay Motors is absolutely the way to go. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Motors will say that they always have the right parts and the right fit for you, but they really do mean that. I personally have used eBay Motors multiple times in my life, and they've been an absolute lifesaver. When I'm in a pinch with my car and I need to get somewhere that's relatively far away, I know that they're my go-to and they should 100% be your go-to also. Just trust me. Mauricio Jovera, obviously acquired by the Red Sox before the trade deadline this year, and he's totally been up and down. I will say that. I haven't always been thrilled with the outings that he's had in a Red Sox uniform this year, but I also haven't been overly disappointed. I mean, he's put together some numbers that are easily competitive. Overall, he has a 397 earned run average. 
Um, he's pitched in 20 games for the Red Sox this season, and he's recorded 23 strikeouts. He very much likes to take his time and go through each pitch that he wants to throw and make sure that he and his catcher are on the same page. And that's something that I feel like he does well in terms of his ERA. He's just been up and down. Like I said, he started the season with San Francisco was pitching very well um, at the beginning, early on around 270. Um, And he's fluctuated since then. He's gone all the way up to 655 with the Red Sox and has been as good as a 117 earned run average, but usually he's about in the middle, somewhere around the 370 range, which is not bad for a reliever at all. And trust me, the Red Sox could use any help that they can get at this point, because with the fact that the starters have not been able to really produce in the way that the Red Sox want them to, they need these relievers to give a decent, if not good outing. And Joe Vera on Wednesday night was good. I mean, simply put, he pitched three innings and gave up no runs. And that was absolutely huge because, again, Alex Cora is in the mode now where he can't just throw in relievers whenever he feels like it because everybody's been overworked and everybody's pitching more often than they're used to. We know this. But the fact that Jovera was able to give three innings will make so many more pitchers available after the off day when they go into the weekend series. It's absolutely so great that he was able to deliver during those three innings and not give up any runs to keep the Red Sox in it. It's too bad that Boston couldn't take advantage of that and score more runs in the game. But I really like the fact that they were able to stretch Joe Vera out and make him into the long reliever of the day. He, If he can stretch out like that more, I truly believe he can be a good asset to the Red Sox. Again, it's hard to say that I'm completely sold on him by any means at all because his numbers have been very up and down since he got here prior to the trade deadline. But I do see him as a possible solution to the problem that the Red Sox are having with pitching. And as evident as it's been that the Red Sox probably won't make the playoffs this year, they have a chance next year. And when you have a pitcher like that, who is still trying to find his footing within the Red Sox organization, this is a great opportunity for him to really be able to elevate his game. And I'm hoping he uses this outing against the Rays as some momentum for him. Because like I mentioned about Tampa Bay, on paper, they're not the best team in the world by any means, but they do the little things right. And they're able to get on base. They'll bunt when they need to. They'll hit a sacrifice fly and they'll steal bases. They're just good at what they do. And when you have a pitcher who can control that, that's what you need. And Joe Vera might not be the most polished pitcher in the world, and he might not be the best reliever that the Red Sox have, but at least he can pitch and he's able to be alert to what's going on on the field because the way that the Rays play baseball, you need to be alert all the time to what's going on around you. And 
not every pitcher can do that. And that's what separates the really professional pitchers from the ones who are just very much not in that category. So I like what I saw from Jovera against Tampa Bay. The Red Sox were down. He's that pitched in situations this season where the Red Sox have been trailing, but he's been able to keep them in it. He's also pitched in situations where he's completely blown it. So very hot and cold to me right now and too soon to tell whether he can be a serious asset to the team. But either way, him giving three innings on the night right before the Red Sox go into an off day was much needed. And I'm looking at him as the Red Sox MVP of the game. Nick Pavetta, sure. He pitched 4.2 innings, but he gave up seven hits and three runs. Pavetta, I've liked more out of the bullpen. I've been saying this for so long. They don't have another choice. I get it. So he'll start and he'll do what he can to keep the Red Sox in the game. I was hoping for more length out of him, but when he got pulled, I said, this is just not looking good. And then Brennan Bernardino came in and finished the inning for him, which was great. And then Joe Vera comes in and basically just saves the day. Coro was like, you know, I need to rest my bullpen as always. So if I can get some innings out of him, that's what I need to do. So he's the team MVP of the game is Mauricio Jovera. I mean, good for him for getting those three innings in. And Alex Cora probably feels a lot better going into the off day now. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a Red Sox top prospect who received some unfortunate news um, on Wednesday. So I'm going to be diving into that. But don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform to get new Boston Red Sox content Monday through Friday straight to your favorite feed for free. I emphasize the word free because who doesn't like free? Being able to talk about your favorite team and hear about it for free, enjoying the discussion for free. I mean, it's it's just great. So subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbutt10 and continue the discussion that way. And follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox where you can catch more Red Sox content and be able to follow along with what's going on. Marcelo Meyer, obviously, is a highly anticipated prospect for the Red Sox. He has the potential to be the next Rafael Devers or even higher up than that on the Red Sox tier of great players. David Ortiz, Mookie Betts, I mean, you name it. This guy can do a lot of different things. He's versatile. He's super talented and Red Sox fans are so excited for when he eventually comes up to Boston. He received some unfortunate news on Wednesday. He's going to miss the rest of the minor league season due to a shoulder injury. So basically, um, he was playing in double-A Portland and was placed on the seven-day injured list on August 5th. Um, And it's been concluded that he won't play anymore. Um, because the reason is that they want him to focus on his rehab down in Fort Myers and basically gain that shoulder strength back. And then he can have a regular off season with the rest of the team and not have to worry about it anymore. I agree with this move. 
I think it makes so much sense to allow him to take the time he needs to rehab and get the shoulder all worked out so that when the off season comes and he's focusing on that, he can envision himself getting back to the field for spring training. It's going to be so crucial for him. He was playing really well. He had a strong start at high A this season with a 290 batting average and 366 on base percentage. He also crushed seven homers and had 34 RBIs, by the way. And then in May, when he got promoted to Portland, he was struggling a little bit. Um, and that's natural because he's still young and he still needs time to develop. I think it's going to take a little bit more of him at double A now, especially with this injury. Um, he took 169 at-bats before he was placed on the IL, and he was only hitting 189. Don't panic. I know that doesn't sound great at all, but he was the fourth overall pick in the 2021 draft, so you have to remember there's a lot of pressure on him, and he has a goal of moving through the system very quickly, and I'm all for that, and I think the Red Sox are also all for that, but he needs to take his time because this is a true diamond in the rough talent that the Red Sox have found. And if they don't have him take the time that he needs to rehab, then what are they really doing? Because like I said, going back to the Tampa Bay Rays and the young talent that they have and how they're able to develop their players within their own system. If Marcelo Meyer isn't able to, go through the rehab process that he needs to go through and just work on that shoulder, then it could be detrimental to his career long-term. And if you think about just how much upside he has, would the Red Sox really want to risk that now? No. Yes, he was struggling in double A. So Red Sox fans who thought he could be up in the majors next season, it's looking a lot less likely now. If he is able to have a full off season as planned and starts during spring training, he'll still start the season in double A because he was not hitting that well there. So they need to see more from him before they move him up. I think more like 2025 is the realistic goal. You know, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll only spend a few months in double A because he'll turn things around and then he'll get promoted. And in triple A, he'll just absolutely kill it and come up. But I think this injury pushes the timeline back a little bit. So if I'm a Red Sox fan who is anxious to see him come up, I would ease up on that a little bit because, yes, I'm excited for Meyer to come up too. He's been so highly anticipated. He's been hitting very well and just absolutely crushing it at the minor league level. So why wouldn't you be excited? That's so normal to be. But I don't think the expectation of him coming up in 2024 should necessarily be there. But I think 2025, if all goes as planned for him, he definitely has a chance to start the season up in the majors. So like I always say, keep the faith. Let's hope that he can get through this recovery process smoothly so that we can see him sooner rather than later in the majors, but you have to be excited for Marcelo Meyer. He's an absolute stud. He's going to do big things when he does come up to the majors, and I am here for it. How about you? Are you here for it? Let me know in the comments. Keep the faith. 
Let's go Red Sox. Don't give up as hard as it is. And I will catch you on the flip side.